This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Houston, Texas. The Astros 12 and the Padres 2 in the finale of this three-game series, the rubber game of this three-game set. Astros beat up on the Padres 12-2 as the Astros take two out of three. Padres with the defeat dropped to 67-77, and 77, 10 games below 500. The Astros improved to 82 and 62. Final totals in this one for the Astros, 12 runs, 11 hits, no errors, and for the Padres, two runs, seven hits, and a season high, four errors on the day. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up on the Padres Radio Network. A lot to do. We'll recap this game in its entirety, and we'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May also have some additional post-game reaction coming your way from inside the Padres clubhouse. Full out-of-town scoreboard our daily awards and much much more to get to well I think it's safe to say when November December rolls around and maybe you're missing Padres baseball you likely will be no matter how this season ends that today's game won't be one of the games you go back in your DVR and uh go back and watch to remember uh, the good times for the Padres. This was a rough one for the Padres against the defending world champions and if you needed evidence to how Far this season has strayed from what you thought it would be. Here on September 10th in a rubber game against the Houston Astros, if somebody would have told you that in spring training, you probably would have said, well, that's a big game, right? Astros should be really good. Padres should be really good. You're hoping the Padres are competing for a National League West title. It has not worked out that way, unfortunately. But the headline entering this one, Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado not in the lineup, right? Fernando getting a day off. It's been a struggle for him as of late. He's played a ton. He's played all but, or I should say started all but one game since coming back to the Padres on April 20th. And we know Manny Machado dealing with that elbow issue continues to be a problem for him. And it will be interesting in the weeks to come, considering with where the Padres are right now to see what happens with Manny as far as his uh, playing time in the weeks to come. But those two guys in a rubber game against the Houston Astros, not in the lineup. If this season were going differently, I think it's safe to say those two guys in a game like this, despite Manny's elbow, probably are are finding ways to to battle it out and, and stay in the lineup. So you think about that. You think about... Matt Waldron starting this game for the Padres, certainly a young right-hander that's earned this opportunity to come up to the major leagues. But let's be honest, the reason that Matt Waldron is starting a game like this is A, because of the injuries to Hugh Darvish and Joe Musgrove, and B, because 
Rich Hill has not been very effective since the trade from Pittsburgh, although Rich Hill would show up later in this game. And then you look at the Padres' defense in the bottom of the eighth inning, the last inning they would play in the field. You have Brett Sullivan at third base, Matthew Batten at shortstop, Eggy Rosario at second, and Jose Azokar in left. Again, not the way you drew it up, right? At the start of spring training, as the game got away, Bob Melvin getting guys like Bogarts and Soto off their feet, Hassan Kim as well, and so rightfully so, and, and as he should, getting some of those guys off their feet in a game that was out of reach at that point. But it is kind of indicative of where we are right now, 67 and 77 on the season. And beyond that, this was a game that, that really was sloppy from the Padres, a season-high four errors, and it was the young guys that had the defensive miscues. Luis Camposano, uh, for as good as he's been at the plate and really behind the plate as a catcher, for as impressive as, he been, as he's been this season, this was really a tough day for Luis Camposano. A throwing error, a passed ball. He dropped a ball on a fielder's choice that led to a run. Um, it was a tough day for Camposano. Batten committing an error. Eggy Rosario at third base committing an error. There was a nice moment for Rosario later in this game, his first major league home run. Matt Carpenter had a home run in this game, so those were really the, the two bright spots offensively, but really, anyway, you slice it. Uh, This was a sloppy, messy game against the defending world champions, and again, it was one big inning that really flipped this game upside down, and that was the Astros scoring eight runs on seven hits in the sixth inning. Much of that damage against Tim Hill, his final line, not pretty. Did not record an out. Six runs given up, five of those earned, six hits on just 22 pitches and then Rich Hill came in and uh, he struggled a little bit as well so a tough afternoon for the Padres they lose two out of three to the Houston Astros and all in all any way you want to slice it whether it was Fernando and Manny not playing whether it was uh, the way it went the defense the pitching all of it it was just a not so good day for the San Diego Padres today at Minute Maid Park in Houston Texas we'll come back with a recap tell you how this one went in its entirety here from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much much more to come again the final score Astros 12 and the Padres 2 back after this on the Padres radio network Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Tough one in H-Town for the Padres here on this Sunday afternoon. Houston wins it 12-2 over the Padres as the Astros take 2-3 of three from San Diego. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. As we recap this one, we'll hear some of the radio highlights coming up here in just a moment. We'll also go back to Houston and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin as the Padres drop the rubber game of this three-game series. It's on to L.A., back to California for the start of a three-game series beginning tomorrow at Dodger Stadium in L.A., off day on Thursday after three games in L.A., and then this three-city road trip trip wraps up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week in Oakland. And then one more homestand, one more road trip, and that's it for 2023. Hard to believe, but that is where we are as uh, we uh, wrap up the early part of September. Let's recap how this one went down at Minute Maid Park in Houston. 
Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Padres had scoring opportunities early against Astros starter J.P. France. Bases loaded with one out in the first inning. They did not score. Runners at first and third with nobody out in the third. They did not score again. Those missed opportunities were costly because the Astros got to Matt Waldron in the bottom half of the third. Chas McCormick singled. He stole second and went to third base on a throwing error from Luis Campusano. Then a passed ball on Campusano. McCormick scored. Astros took a one to nothing lead. Astros, though, weren't done. There was a runner on base for Jose Altuve. 1-0. Altuve swings, skies it to left field. This place cannot hold that ball. Soto watches, going to go. A home run for Altuve. 16th of the season for the little guy. A two-run shot, and the Astros now lead 3 to nothing. Astros would scratch across another run on a walk, two stolen bases, and an error in the fourth inning to make it 4-0. Score stayed that way until the sixth inning. J.P. France still working on the mound for the Astros. There were two outs and nobody on for Matt Carpenter. Pitch to Carpenter, launched in the air to deep right field. Tucker going back to watch this one. Gonna go! Long home run over the Astro bullpen in right center. Welcome home, Matt Carpenter. Padres are on the board. Fifth home run of the season for Carp, and it's 4-1 here in the sixth. J.P. France would allow just that one run in six innings of work. Matt Waldron was pretty okay in this game, gave up four earned runs in five innings on the mound. But then came the bottom half of the sixth inning. Tim Hill on the mound. Alex Bregman led off with a double. Kyle Tucker was next. Ah, today. 1-1, line to right center. Profar over into the gap, reaching out, can't get there. He falls down and rolls up against the wall. Bregman going to score easily from second base. Tucker's on his way to third. He'll go in standing with an RBI triple. And now 5-1 Astros. I'm going to do you a favor and make some of this quick. Jose Abreu, an RBI single. Michael Brantley, single. Chaz McCormick, single. Yiner Diaz hit an RBI single. Rich Hill then entered, replacing Tim Hill. He hit Jose Altuve with the bases loaded, then a fielder's choice and an error that brought in another run. A sack fly to bring in a run. Another sack fly to bring in a run. Kyle Tucker hit his second RBI triple of the inning to make it a 12-1 Astros lead. And oh, by the way, Tucker had two RBI triples in that sixth inning. He did not have a single triple on the season entering that inning. All in all, in the bottom half of the sixth inning, eight runs, seven hits, 12 batters sent to the plate, and the Astros had a 12-1 to lead. At that point, we were looking for bright spots. Eggy Rosario provided one in the top of the seventh. Shinsky deals, and that's hit in the air to deep left field. That one way back. Gonna go! First big league home run for Eggy Rosario. Starting a game for the first time in his big league career here this afternoon. It's won a ton to left field at Minute made, and the Padres get a run here in the seventh on Eggy Rosario's first big league home run. 
That's as close as the Padres would get in this one. Rich Hill, I suppose a bright spot, a scoreless seventh inning, a scoreless eighth inning, but that was that. Final score in Houston, Astros 12 and the Padres 2. Padres getting their runs on a couple of solo shots for Matt Carpenter and Eggy Rosario. It was that eight-run sixth inning that really put this game away for Houston as they win their 82nd game of 2023. Padres again drop to 67 and 77. Padres final totals here today. Two runs, seven hits, four errors. That was a season high. Nine left on base. Astros, 12 runs, 11 hits, no errors. They left on six. J.P. France, the winner, he improves to 11 and five. Matt Waldron, when five innings, gave up four earned runs. He drops to 0-3 in his early Major League career. Let's go back to Minute Maid Park in Houston and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Bob, what, what happened in that game? It's just a lot of... A lot of bad stuff for us. So, you know, obviously defensively it wasn't great. Um... We left some runners on early in the game when it could have been impactful, and then it got away from us. So, not our finest moment. As sometimes the games get away like that, but I mean, how much do you attribute to the fact that you could have had three or four runs to change the comp, you know, composition of that game? We could have, but you know, it's nothing you can do about it at the time. You continue to try to have good at bats. You know, they the three run inning in the third. You know, and scored again in the fourth, and then you know, once once Matt came out, Timmy had a tough time getting it out, and then you know, got out got out of hand. But certainly, early in the game, you score first, you get tack on some runs, could have been a little different, and then obviously we probably use some different guys in the bullpen. Tim's had a real tough time of it lately. I know there was the finger, but any idea what's happening there? Uh, you know, guys are putting balls in play early in the count. A lot of times, it's on the ground, and you know, hard hit. Right or left to some fielders, but he's had a couple games here since he's come back and been been tough. The Astros were very aggressive on the base pass. Was that the knuckleball factor, or was there something else they were picking up? Uh, that's probably a question for them. But, um, yeah, they uh, probably were looking for some knuckleballs. Oh, Tatis. Rest day? Yeah, he was, he was off. He was going to be off today. He's played every game, so... It, Felt like I needed to give him a day. As far as Manny goes, a little some, some uh, elbow soreness, a little bit more so today than in the past games. Would you consider that that might happen tomorrow? That was this day today with Manny? Manny. Yeah, yeah. If if he's not in there today, I, I mean, I don't know what the chances are tomorrow, but Tatis will be back in there. Rosario had the error that led to a run, and then he of course had the homer later on is that what you're hoping for from young players that you know they get the nerves out they get some experience and build on that in a game like this yeah well i i don't think we're looking for anything more than you know playing a game and filling filling a spot and and producing so homer was good obviously made an error there third base is his natural position but i don't think we're you know you'd like to see a guy respond like that but i, I don't think that factored into you know how the game played out That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from inside the clubhouse in Houston following this 12-2 defeat at the hands of the Houston Astros as the Astros win the rubber game of this three-game set. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios. Uh, Out of all that, you heard the update 
on Manny Machado and for Fernando Tatis Jr. as we surmise just the day off for him and it's understandable he struggled as of late he's played a ton so you get it uh, giving Fernando a day off here today with the series against the Dodgers looming starting tomorrow uh, with Manny Machado it didn't sound like Bob Melvin felt all that confident that Manny will be back in there tomorrow and look I think realistically for as much as that elbow seemingly is bothering Manny. I mean, look, it's bothering him enough where he's basically not playing the field right now. I I do think it's fair to wonder as this team sits 10 games below 500 at the end of September 10th with only, you know, how many games is it? It's uh, 18 games remaining. I think it is after today. It's either 19 or 18. I'm looking back through my notes from earlier today. It's 18 games uh, remaining after today, and the Padres entering today eight games back of a National League wild card spot. I do think it's fair to wonder if at some point we may see Manny shut it down uh, or some sort of IL stint for him. Um, especially, you know, look, Manny's also somebody, and we've heard this time and time again about him, and we saw it last year, my goodness, with the ankle injury who has a super high pain tolerance, right? He's somebody who plays through a lot of different stuff, a lot of injuries. And the thing that you really love about Manny, and there are a lot of things to love about Manny, but one of the things you really love is he takes a lot of pride in posting each and every day. He takes a lot of pride on being out there, avoiding the injured list, and playing. So for him to have that elbow issue bad enough right now where it's causing him to, number one, DH and not play third base, number two, miss today's game, and it doesn't sound very good, or or I should say very likely, that he's going to play tomorrow based on what we just heard, I do think it's fair to wonder if we may see Manny um, go on the IL, you know, or shut it down, however you want to put it, at some point here in the in the final few weeks. And you know what? With where the Padres are, uh, makes a lot of sense, and I, I wouldn't blame them. So, um, look, it's an unfortunate part about where they're at. I'm sure, you know, if, if the Padres' situation was different, I'm sure Manny would be in there knowing him and knowing what he did last year in particular. But, um, yeah, it didn't sound all that confident there from Bob Bob Melvin that uh, Manny would be in there tomorrow. So we'll see what the lineup looks like tomorrow, but obviously not a great situation right now uh, for Manny dealing with that elbow. You would assume Fernando Tatis Jr. is back in there tomorrow. And, again, when you looked at the lineup, you looked at – uh, what the defensive alignment, I mentioned it in the open with Sullivan at third and Batten at short and Rosario at second and Azokar in left uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning there. You kind of looked around and said, wow, you know, this is not what you you drew up in a rubber game of a three-game series against the Astros when you looked at the schedule a few months ago. But it's where the Padres are at, and uh, that's uh, what we're doing right now. Uh, unfortunately, 67 and 77, 10 games below 500, but you keep pushing series in LA certainly you put your best foot forward and a good pitching matchup tomorrow Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the Dodgers so intriguing pitching matchup there we'll have more on that series and tomorrow's game coming up a little bit later and when we return we'll have more of our daily awards to give out we'll also take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard and wrap things up after this 12-2 win for the Astros over the Padres in the final game of this three-game set post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network.
post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here today, Astros 12 and the Padres 2 as the Astros pound out 12 runs, 11 hits. They were helped out by the Padre defense here today. Four errors behind Matt Waldron, Tim Hill, and Rich Hill. They were the three pitchers in today's game for San Diego. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up here on the Padres Radio Network. Certainly a frustrating day for the Padres at Minute Maid Park, and we'll get into what J.P. France did here in just a second. But one of the frustrating aspects of this game, really beyond the defense, beyond the pitching, beyond just facing an Astros lineup that is really, really good, was the fact that the Padres had very, very early opportunities, good opportunities in this game to maybe put Matt Waldron in a better position than where he ended up being, right? Put Matt Waldron in a spot where he was working with a lead, but the Padres could not find a way to do that. Let's dive into that and what J.P. France did in this game for the Astros as we tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game, really one option here today, and that is J.P. France, the Astros starter. He was good. Six innings, one earned run given up, four hits allowed, walked five. That was a blemish on his outing, struck out five, 97 pitches. And also a good bounce-back outing for J.P. France because, like we talked about in the pregame, as of late for France, he hasn't been as good as he was at the start of the year. France was coming off an outing against the Rangers where he went five innings, five earned runs given up, allowed six hits. Then a start a couple of times ago against the Red Sox in Houston. He allowed 10 earned runs on 11 hits in just two plus innings. But before those last three starts, he had a 2-2-80 RA in his previous 12. We told you home runs had been an issue for him lately. Gave up eight in his last four starts entering today. In fact, the only run he gave up was the home run in the sixth inning. Solo shot for Matt Carpenter. But bottom line, France was really good here today. Good bounce back outing for him from the Astros perspective. Six innings, one earned run given up as he picks up his 11th win of the season and of his major league career. But the thing in this game for the Padres, again, beyond just the defense, beyond the pitching, beyond all the frustration, was that the Padres, in another frustrating aspect of this game, really had early opportunity against France. Think about the first inning. France walks Profar with one out, walks Soto with one out, walks Bogarts. Three straight walks to load the bases. He was throwing balls all over the place. And then Luis Camposano, after after France had thrown seven straight out of the strike zone, swung at a pitch and popped it up. That was out number two. And then Matt Carpenter struck out. So again, the Padres had the bases loaded with one out. In the first inning, could not score. Second inning, still a scoreless game. Or, excuse me, third inning, top of the third, still a scoreless game at that point. Padres put runners on first and third with nobody out. Now, that was uh, a bit of a uh, a bit of a weird situation with Hassan Kim's leadoff single. That was the ball that Chaz McCormick in center trapped. It was originally 
called an out, called a made catch. But on the replay, you could see that McCormick trapped it. Hassan Kim ended up at second base on that play. But the umpires after the replay actually ended up sending Kim back to first base and only uh, permitted him to a single after the replay. The reason that hurt was because Jerks and Profar then had a base hit, a single. Had Kim been on second base, maybe he comes around the score, makes it a one nothing Padre lead. Instead, it was runners at first and third as Kim went to third. But still, runners on first and third there, nobody out. And you have Juan Soto, Xander Bogarts coming up. Soto strikes out. Bogarts grounds into a double play to end the inning. And the inning was over, so the Padres had two Really significant opportunities. In the first inning, bases loaded with one out, first and third, nobody out in the third, and they did not score a single run in either of those opportunities. So, look, that has been a major, major, major story of this Padres season. Missed opportunities with runners in scoring position. Missed opportunities for the middle of the lineup. Guys like Soto and Bogarts there in the third. And that was the early story. Eventually, game kind of got away, and you forget about what happened early in the game. But don't forget that part of it. Padres had opportunities to take an early lead in this ball game, couldn't do it. And then the Astros on cue in the bottom half of the third. There's the single by McCormick. Then he steals second, goes to third on the throwing error by Camposano. Pass ball and a knuckleball that Camposano can't corral. McCormick scores. It's one nothing. Walk. Jose Altuve, two-run home run. And just like that, Astros had a 3-0 lead instead of the Padres jumping in front at some point in the first three innings when they had those good opportunities. So part of the frustration here today is the Padres fall 12-2. When we come back, we'll hear from Matt Waldron, today's starting pitcher for the Padres, also give out more of our daily awards. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up, get you ready for the series up in L.A. at Dodger Stadium beginning tomorrow. Our postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here today, Astros 12 and the Padres 2. Tough afternoon for the Padres as they drop two out of three of this three-game series in Houston. Now it's on to L.A. to take on the Dodgers, opener of a three-game series there tomorrow. Then a day off Thursday, they finish up this road trip with three games in Oakland next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. We'll go back to Houston here from today's starting pitcher, Matt Waldron, in just a moment, so stay tuned for that. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, I'm going to be honest with you today, it's hard to to find Padres to give these awards to today, and relief pitcher is one of those. Tim Hill didn't get an out, six runs, giving up five earned six hits. Rich Hill didn't give up an earned run in three innings, but he uh, did allow that sixth inning to continue, hitting Jose Altuve to bring in a run couple of sack flies, RBI triple, so I don't know that I can give it to him. So we're going to go on the Astros side of things here today. And the finest performance out of the bullpen for, for anybody today was from Joel Kunal. 
Astros reliever, two scoreless innings in the eighth and the ninth. Very well done by Kuno. And he's our relief pitcher of the game. Sometimes it's got to be that way. You look at the lines, you look at what happened, and it goes to Astros right-hander Joel Kuno. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Kind of a similar situation here. You know what? I would have made a case for Eggy Rosario and given you a bright spot for player of the game today. And look, the home run by Rosario was... Certainly a bright spot in this game. First major league home run, and maybe that'll be our play of the game. Who knows? We'll see. But he did make the error that directly led to a run coming in in the fourth. So it's hard to give it to him today. We'll give it to, and I, I, look, I, I think it's got to be an Astro. I, I just do. So give it to Kyle Tucker. Had a walk and a run scored in the fourth inning, then two RBI triples in the sixth inning as part of that eight-run sixth inning. And what's amazing about that for Kyle Tucker, if you missed it earlier, he did not have a single triple on the season entering that sixth inning. And why is baseball such a weird and wonderful game? He had two triples in one inning after not having one the entire year. Baseball's a weird game. Kyle Tucker, for that, will be our player of the game of the Houston Astros. And as always, doesn't give me any pleasure to be handing out awards to uh, non-Padres, but uh, it's been that kind of year on many occasions here on the post game. Now let's go back to Houston. Here from today's starting pitcher, Matt Waldron. Again, Waldron, five innings, four earned runs given up, four hits, walk two, struck out one, 88 pitches, did give up the home run to Jose Altuve in the third, a two-run shot. Let's hear what Matt Waldron had to say after today's performance. Matt, your third career start, uh, how'd you think it went? Um, what changed when you got the final six outs? Um, it definitely fell short of the standard that I hold myself to, and anyone, any starter would, would not be happy with this one. But I'm learning how to minimize, and it's those, those innings where Altuve gets me that um, I must bounce back from. And, you know, uh, those last six outs, I just, I did actually feel pretty good, and I feel like I um, put a couple pieces together there on those last couple. Is this a game that you learn from? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's almost always comes down to a couple mistakes, and then uh, you just got to limit those. I mean, Altuve, you never want to throw a fastball right there to him, ever. And he did throw a fastball to Jose Altuve. He took care of it, a two-run home run in that third inning against Matt Waldron. That was Waldron speaking from inside the Padres' clubhouse after this 12-2 defeat at the hands of the Houston Astros. Look, with Matt Waldron, you always want to look at what he does with his pitch mix because he has that knuckleball. Here today, it is interesting. He threw the sinker 50% of the time, knuckleball 36% of the time, 32 out of his 88 pitches, then only the slider seven times, four-seam fastball four times, the cutter once. And remember, entering this outing for Matt Waldron, he had thrown the knuckleball entering today 21% of his pitches here in the major league. So that usage 
was up to 36% of his pitches here today. I, I do think with Waldron, it will be interesting to see as this season continues the final few weeks and presumably Waldron gets a couple more opportunities to start or at least be the bulk guy out of the bullpen. Um, I do think it's interesting just to know what he does with this pitch mix. Do we start seeing him use that knuckleball more like a traditional knuckleballer? Remember, a, a traditional knuckleballer, typically it's knuckleball fastball, and they're using that knuckleball a ton. Now, every pitcher that's used it, it's a little bit different, and the type of knuckleball is a little bit different. But a traditional knuckleballer, they're throwing that thing a ton, and they're pairing it mostly with a fastball, and maybe they have another little wrinkle somewhere, but that really isn't who Waldron was when he made his Major League debut. The knuckleball was more one of his pitches in the mix. It's just going to be interesting, and and even going into next year, if Matt Waldron is somebody who has to come up, make a spot start, or who knows, is somebody you can use in some sort of role next year, it's just something to keep in mind with Waldron that I think makes him, uh, you know, intriguing in a way. How does he develop that knuckleball in the weeks and months to come. Just something to keep an eye on, even as we get into 2024, because right now it's still a pitch that he uses, but it's still not the way a traditional knuckleballer would use it. Does he get to that point with the knuckleball? Does he become more of a quote-unquote traditional knuckleballer? Something to keep an eye on in uh, the weeks and months to come. We'll step aside, come back, full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, hear our play of the game, and wrap things up from inside our San Diego studios. Again, the final score, Astros 12, Padres 2. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here today, Astros 12, Padres 2. As we wrap this one up, Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We'll hear our play of the game coming up here in just a little bit. The bright spots in this game offensively for the Padres, just so we let you know about them in case you're just joining us on this Sunday. Matt Carpenter, a home run in the sixth inning. That made it a 4-1 game. Padres still in the ball game at that point. But then when Eggy Rosario hit his first major league home run in the seventh inning, well, a little bit of a different story. That made it a 12-2 game for Carpenter. Fifth home run of the season for Eggy Rosario, the first home run of his major league career. Let's take a look at what's going on today around the major leagues. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at finals today from around the major leagues. Marlins beat the Phillies in Philadelphia 5-4. Brian De La Cruz, a big two-run home run to put the Marlins ahead Broke a 3-3 tie. That came in the eighth inning. Marlins hang on for a 5-4 win. Tigers beat the White Sox 3-2 in Detroit. Rays beat the Mariners in Tampa Bay 6-3. Dodgers beat the Nationals in D.C. 7-3. James Outman a home run in that one for L.A. Yankees came back to beat the Brewers 4-3 in 13 innings in New York in what was an absolutely wild game in the Bronx. Keep this in mind. The Brewers, let me start with this. 
Corbin Burns threw eight no-hit innings in that game. The problem was that it was still a scoreless game. In fact, the Yankees did not have a hit in that game until they were trailing 1-0 in the 11th inning. In that 11th inning, it was Oswaldo Cabrera who hit an RBI double to tie the game at 1 that was the first hit the Yankees had. The, the Brewers were close to no hitting the Yankees through 11 innings and winning a game one nothing. but that tied the game at one. It was the first hit of the game for New York in the 11th inning. Then they traded runs to a piece in the 12th inning, and then in the bottom half of the 13th inning, Kyle Higashioka hit a game-winning RBI double. Yankees won it 4-3. to three. By the way, the 12th inning, Giancarlo Stanton hit a two-run home run to tie the game at three. That was after the Brewers led 3-1. to one. So the Yankees almost got no hit through 11 innings, but they actually won the game 4-3 to three in 13. Wild one in New York City. Braves beat the Pirates 5-2 to two in Atlanta. Blue Jays beat the Royals 5-2 to two in Toronto. Reds beat the Cardinals 7-1 in Cincinnati. Other finals, Mets beat the Twins 2-0 in Minnesota. Cubs beat the Diamondbacks 5-2 at Wrigley Field as the Cubs salvaged the finale of that four-game series. Rangers beat the A's 9-4 in Arlington. Marcus Simeon, a couple of home runs in that game. We've got two games going on right now, one coming up later. Red Sox beating the Orioles 7-3 in the eighth inning. They are in a rain delay, though, right now at Fenway Park in the eighth. Angels beating the Guardians in Anaheim 2-1 in the seventh inning. And the only game yet to begin, Rockies in San Francisco taking on the Giants at 5 p.m. And that's a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday, this first NFL Sunday around the major leagues. But who cares about football, right? Right. Let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. No balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch. And Tucker swings. Skies one to right center field. Hit a long way. Grisham back at the wall. Leaps up. Can't make the catch. It's off the wall. Pena going to score all the way from first. Tucker's heading for third. He's standing with his second triple of the inning. 12-1 Astros in the sixth. Kyle Tucker, his second RBI triple of the ball game, and that helped the Astros to an eight-run sixth inning. Really the cherry on top in that inning. Made it a 12-1 game. Kyle Tucker again, after not having a single triple this entire season, had two of them, two RBI triples in that sixth inning. That kind of day for the Padres as the Astros win it by a final score of 12-2. to two. Again, there were a couple of nice moments offensively for the Padres, the home runs by Carpenter and Rosario, but unfortunately, uh, I don't think we could pick those for play of the game when it was a 12-2 final score the other way. Every Sunday is Military Sunday, and we want to take time to recognize and thank all military members for their amazing dedication and service. San Diego County Toyota dealers, proud partners of the Padres, are honored to support San Diego's military community. Taking a look at tomorrow, 
opener of a three-game series between the Padres and the L.A. Dodgers up at Dodger Stadium in L.A. Pitching matchup tomorrow, right-hander Pedro Avila on the mound for the Padres and left-hander Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the Dodgers. First pitch tomorrow at 7.10 p.m. I'll be up there at Dodger Stadium. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show from L.A. begins at 6.10. Certainly hope you can join us then. Taking a look at the final totals in this one here today in this series finale between the Padres and the Astros. For San Diego, two runs, seven hits, four errors. That was a season high. Nine left on base. For Houston, 12 runs, 11 hits, no errors. They left on six. J.P. France, the winning pitcher, he improves to 11-5. Matt Waldron takes the loss. He's now 0-3. Time of game, two hours and 49 minutes. And the crowd at Minute Maid Park in Houston, 41,073. As always, if you missed any of our post-game coverage, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Frank Mark Casey, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from inside our San Diego studios. Again, the final score, the Houston Astros 12 and the San Diego Padres 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For the best coverage of the San Diego Padres, stay tuned to San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Thank you for listening to this special presentation on San Diego's number one sports station. We now join our regularly scheduled programming already in progress on 97.3 The Fan. Today, Mahomes is taken down, and Mahomes is slow getting up. 35-yard try. Jake Elliott up, and it is through.